This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Hi, folks. Thanks so much for being here with me on Mindful Medicine. I'm really excited. I always say that about every single segment that we do here on the podcast of Mindful Medicine, but I am really excited about this segment. We're going to be talking about the four elements of healing. Um, I have a wonderful guest, Anita Sanchez. She is a PhD. She's a transformational leadership consultant, a speaker, a coach, and an author of a new book that I'm extremely excited about called The Four Sacred Gifts, Indigenous Wisdom for Modern Times. And I love that I've been on the book's website recently, and I love pulling from the wisdom that we had a long, 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 long time ago and bringing that back in to, I'm sorry, these crazy modern days of ours. Um, I definitely think it's the key. It's certainly what I do in my practice. Um, sometimes I'm a, I'm a word shark uh, and a, uh, I, I try to, you know, people say, well, in you know traditional medicine, and they'll be talking about our conventional medicine, really. Conventional medicine is uh, more the Western reductionistic sort of that type of medicine, because I always argue that traditional medicine is uh, using those least invasive methods to diagnose and treat and certainly listening and uh, treating the person as a whole person, not just their physical being, their body. And so um, I'm just going to welcome Dr. Sanchez to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited about your new book. Tell me about tell me about that. We're going to we're going to start with the book, but then we're definitely going to get into the key elements to ensure that healing when people are looking at healing a process will it will definitely occur. But tell me about the book. Yes, the book The Four Sacred Gifts actually uh, came out of a prophecy and a gathering of 27 indigenous elders from around the world back in the mid-90s. And what they were being called together is from a vision, a dream, and Spirit said it is time for the people of the different races from the different directions to come together. And you need to tell them that these four gifts they must use in order to remember that we are all connected, that we are all one human family. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's such important... uh such an important message for these times that we're having where it feels like, uh, whether it's conversations on social media or certainly in the political climate or uh, even at work and in, in the family, we're, we're seeming to be a bit divided and shut down and not able to listen and very siloed in um, what kind of, you know, messages we are uh, exposed to. Yes, I, I, I totally agree with you. And that's what the elders are seeing and that we are suffering from this illusion of separateness. And yet mm -hmm. everything is telling us in our daily lives and with science and con everything that we are in so intimately interconnected, people, earth, and spirit. And so what we do to one, we do the other. And that means whether it's good medicine, good uh, uh, healthy things that we're doing to each other, kindnesses, or whether we're doing destructive things. But at the root of it is the indigenous wisdom, the mindset that we're all connected and when we go into the illusion of separateness, we cause needless suffering. It is such a powerful message. And I feel like I've had this sort of lesson in my life many, many times. But I have to tell you, sort of as a human being, right, mm -hmm. um, that humanness. And sometimes when I get a, a bug in my burr or a burr in my bug or however they <laughs> yeah. say it <laughs> the, about somebody or, or you know, feeling like a relationship went poorly or where 
it's all, it's almost all you want to do is separate yourself from them and, and villainize them and, you know, sort of have your ego feel better by cutting them out and not remembering this message of, 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 of togetherness. And, um, it's, it's one of those things I feel like there's been that saying where we are these human beings having a spiritual experience, or excuse me, we're a spiritual being having this human experience and the humanness of it is really coming around and listening once again to uh, what I feel, as you said, there are signs everywhere that this is truly true. So I'm excited for that book. And once again, folks, that's going to drop in September. It's called The Four Sacred Gifts. And you can you can really read more about it at thefoursacredgifts.com. But Dr. Sanchez, for today, um, let's talk about these four elements of healing for the listeners. Um, certainly, healing can happen, you know, when there's a physical diagnosis. Healing can happen when you've had certain traumas in your life. There's a lot of talk going on these days about the ACE study that was done several years ago, actually, but it's getting a lot more attention. ACE stands for... Um, uh, <laughs> I can't believe that I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on that. Um, adverse childhood events. There it goes. There it comes. Adverse childhood events. And so healing uh, people, I think it's, it's a quest in our modern day. Talk to me about the four elements. Yes, yes. So one of the gifts that the elders put into the hoop for all of us to remember our connection is the power of healing. And so there are four basic elements from an indigenous point of view. Um, we ha- healing happens at all the levels. So it's what you were saying. So it's got to be at the spiritual, um, mental, psychological, and physical plane. So the four elements, the first one is listening. And Mm. that's listening to yourself, to listening to what's around you. What we talk about, the elders taught me, is listening with the softest part of your ear. Mm. So that is one of the elements. Well, it's huge and obviously very essential. And I think that's so powerful that you said listening to yourself, because when you first introduce listening as perhaps, you know, one of these elements or as one of these elements, I immediately went to being a practitioner and getting my best information from truly listening to that person that comes in, um, kind of emptying my cup each time. So my head isn't full of, you know, what protocols I might've used for somebody else or what sort of, you know, something that's been around for a long time that I am jump to, but just really listening to the person in the second place my mind went to was, um, in partnership, uh, with relationships. I think we can get defended in, in those and there can be healing that needs to happen there. And boy, without being able to actively listen and listen with your ears, the softest part of your ears, not your mouth, because I have uh-huh. definitely accused my spouse of not listening <laughs> with the ears. Yeah. It's like you're listening with your mouth. It's the wrong organ. Yeah, it's really listening. But listening to yourself. Yeah. That's really key. And we ahead, talked yeah. before about the childhood traumas in that. Uh, oftentimes, as we get separated from listening to ourselves, we, both from our physical body and what's happening in our mind. And so that training is so important to us. Um, of course, ideally, you get it when you're a small child, but there is no too late in life to learn how to listen. And when you do that in the healing process, then you're able to identify like something's out of place, um, that you're using your energy and you're not being the whole person that you're meant to be. For me, the childhood trauma was a sexual abuse for nine years. And so I had to go mm, through the process mm. of listening 
to what was happening inside of me and then so that I could mm-hmm. actually hear what was happening outside. And it was a way to freedom. So that listening is core actually to everything, I think, to be able to listen in a way. To me, it's sort of like a cat. You know how a cat can, you'll see a cat really focus in and that's a really tight, uh, narrow kind of listening. But a cat also can do the wide listening. And what we as human beings is that power, that gift of healing to do the, the really focused listening and the wide angle. And we need all of that. So that listening is a, one, of mm. the, one of the four key elements uh, for the healing process. Yeah, definitely. And I love it. Not only listening to um, other people so you can uh, create and sustain relationships, but yourself. You know, I had actually a, a, an appointment. I had a I had a appointment with a doctor yesterday who I've been working with because I had a little health crisis a couple oh, last year, April. And um, she's really a lovely person who definitely uh, looks at me as a whole person. And we talked about because I, I get in a place in my life where I do, I do a lot, I have a lot of energy and I, I'm excited about all the opportunity and that I just get really quite, quite honestly overwhelmed and at the expense of myself and certainly my family, not really seeing it, but it has caught up with me a couple of times, especially as I'm growing older into my fifth decade here and can't run around like a 30 year old anymore. But I, she asked me a question about what it is, because I have some new opportunities coming in, that I would give up to allow time for me to soften and start listening more. And I immediately almost came up with what I knew was probably the biggest drag on my time and my energy and my spirit. Um, and so she, cha- so I was listening, but she challenged me. She's like, well, what will you do now that you've heard this voice? You know, what? how can you follow through? What is the plan? And I was like, Ooh, I guess, well, listening is one thing and then acting on that is certainly the next step, right? One foot in front of the other with it. Yeah, and I love the example that you're giving because you've led into the second element from an indigenous perspective of what's needed for the healing process, which is supportive relationships. And so that supportive mm. relationship, you could begin with just a supportive relationship for, with yourself, that you care and love yourself enough that you want to heal whatever it is that you're finding, whether it's, you know, over overwhelmed with too many too many priorities, too many things in place, or just supportive relationships who can sort of shine the light for you, for all of us. I know my friends do that for me, uh, my colleagues, uh, when something's amiss, because sometimes, actually, my friends are treating, my, treating me better than I treat myself. Like, you know, to have that space <laughs> to integrate, to not be, you know, moving at, at 100 plus miles an hour all the time. So those supportive relationships mm-hmm. are really so important. To look at who do you have yeah. around you in your life? Yeah, and Dr. Sanchez, I'm just going to echo for the listeners supportive relationships. I mean, it sounds wonderful when you say it really fast, and of course, right? We want that in our lives. But once again, I'm just going to bring back that I think it probably starts with developing an authentic, supportive relationship with yourself. And I think <laughs> that it's true in our modern day. I see it, and I do see it with myself because we're so we're so quote unquote connected. Um, you know, especially with the electronics and such. But I do feel like there has, it's been leading to this element of disconnect and it's the disconnect from ourselves. You know, we almost get our, um, and I'm guilty of it. And I'll, I'll, you know, sometimes perhaps like when I'm winding down, instead of things that I might've used to do, like journal or be reflective or, um, 
you know, start another book or what have you, I'll scroll through my social media feed just to have my mind go, you know, and I, I know, and it's fine if you're all, you know, if, if you run across kitten videos all the time, right. (laughs) But let's say you run across something that's upsetting that is, you know, and it's, it's all over the place. Then there, it it gets inside of you and it's, you allow yourself being open to that information because you really don't have any control over it, except if you don't use it and you use that time to go in at least have a balance and connect, connect back. That's it, the balance you're talking about. Because we're not going to give up our smartphones, those computers. All these are wonderful inventions and ways for us to communicate. However, you're right on the spot in terms of, you know, when we need to integrate with Google, we can't Google wisdom. And when you get quiet, when you get in that relationship with yourself and go inward, not scrolling and stuff, inward, that's when the wisdom comes. That's one of the places. And from indigenous perspective, you go inside is where you find the wisdom. You go out in nature, that gives you some support. And then you yeah. go to whatever people call great spirit, Allah, God, energy source, consciousness. I mean, it's called by different names. But universe, that's right? where that, yeah, universe energy, the universe, that's where that wisdom is. So having that, giving yourself the time to tap into that, that's a supportive relationship, again, with yourself. And others mm-hmm. can help you in terms of being in that space of wisdom. I love that. I love that so much. Okay, so I have to ask, was that an original, you can't Google wisdom? Does that come from you? Did yes, you say that's that? for me. That's for me because, I, you know, I work with a lot of high tech. There's beautiful leaders and, and things. And, and, of course, that how you make money is you keep Googling. However, there are times that we can't, you can't Google wisdom. You can <laughs> gather lots of information, but I would suggest... We actually have a lot of information to solve a lot of the problems in our personal lives, as well as even globally. What we are lacking, what we are a scarce resource of is wisdom. And there's an abundance of that if we'll call on it by going inward, listening, and then going outward, too, and building those supportive relationships so that we can be in right relationship with each other. I love it. And I am definitely going to post that and give you some great credit because it's perfect. You cannot Google wisdom, folks. You got to get into your inner Google. <laughs> yeah. And that leads us it. actually, go ahead. If you want to, I didn't know if you want to say more. I was going to say that leads us into what I see as the third element. Um, I'm really, as I'm listening to you and and you're giving examples and, and uh, asking it, I feel in part like we're actually elders to each other as well. And what this all leads into is the third element from an indigenous perspective for healing is unconditional love. And I know when I say that, some people go, oh, unconditional love. Well, maybe that's what the parent child but It's hard to be unconditional in your love. The reality is, though, if you're truly listening to yourself, if you're truly, truly in supportive relationship with yourself and then others around you in right relationship, then unconditional love is flowing. And that, when you are in that space, you can't help but heal. It is one of the greatest treasures is grace, true grace. And when we realize that, you know, we are these um, spirit beings having these human um, experiences, that we yeah. are energy, that this practice is so important about unconditional love. And I'd like to give an example of how one does that, because sometimes they're like, yeah, well, I'm really angry at somebody, or I'm even angry at myself, and sometimes we're hard on ourselves, right? We're like, I should have done that better. Um, is that is to just practice, even before you go to sleep, 
sometimes that's the place because our brain gets out of the way, is just before you go to sleep, just ask for your inner knowing, your wisdom, all those things that you love to be present with you, beings, mm. human beings, or others, animals, or pets, whatever, um, and you begin to make yourself more conscious of all the things we have to be grateful for. And then unconditional love begins to flow. I love that. I think that's such great advice, that sort of time where you can just ask, ask that uh, to, to show itself um, and be gentle. You know, I um, there's a, a saying that I think I came up with um, you never know, right? What I could be stealing from the, from being around for so long, but it's that getting curious with yourself before getting critical. You know, I know that um, a lot of people uh, have goals perhaps that they fall short of, or they act out in a relationship where they wish they hadn't or promised that they wouldn't, you know, again. And, you know, I, I think that getting curious, like, I wonder what's going on, like go a bit deeper because um, at one of the principles of naturopathic medicine is to identify and treat the cause. And I always use that everywhere because it's like, then we just need to go a little bit. We have to understand, you know, what, let's just say, why is it that you can't line up your head, your heart and your actions to actually do something, whether it's start exercising or continue exercising or, um, food prep or things that, you know, people really want to do and know that's supportive uh, for them. And then I feel like just go a little bit deeper than and scratch your head. What's that next question? What's in the way? What stops you? You know, some people don't even feel worthy of this unconditional love. There's so much, I think, um, unconscious shame or guilt and that they're not aware of. And so I always ask them just to scratch their head before they beat themselves up and, you know, put them themselves on yet another, I'll start on Monday, you know, regimen where it's going to be rah, 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 rah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I'm not going to do this uh, to just like, let's just, let's just, yeah, have that soft spot. Um, and I think that is lovely that, you know, at night we could just ask for that to be more present. Yes. And I, again, that's when our, our brain isn't just racing. So sometimes we, our rational mind can get out of the way so we can get to the true thing, which we are lovable, worthy human beings. And so, um, yeah, so you, can't, you don't avoid that then at that point that, that unconditional love is ours and we don't have to be so hard on ourselves. And, and that really is a, is a piece of the work. And I see that happening. I'm sure you do. We look in the news now and just, all the hurts and mistreatments that are mm-hmm. happening, and it's like, how do you, how do you really, are you really caring for yourself? Uh, and it gets into a fundamental belief, and I think this is one of the things that I love in what you were saying. You know, do you believe that you are separate, alone in this world, and it is a dangerous world? Or do you believe, which is an indigenous perspective, and I know other traditions hold this too, that no, we're part of this whole incredible universe where we are not separate from, but connected. We have relationship with ourselves, other people, the earth, all, all different beings, as well as spirit. And that to be a happy human being is to be in connection, harmony, and peace with those different uh, entities, those different parts of the, of the whole universe. And I know right away when I'm out, and that gets to what you're talking about, your advice to people, like getting quiet and listening to this, is that, well, of course, there's more than enough love. 
And we can work mm-hmm. through and repair what's broken if we can get to that look at our fundamental fundamental belief system. And so the fact that an indigenous belief is we are all related. And so that means that's a wonderful, joyful thing, and it is a responsibility. Yeah, a responsibility to ourselves and to, boy, this earth and to the other people that we're lucky enough to cross paths with while we're alive here. Mm-hmm. All right, let's roll into this last um, this this last element that's really needed for healing. Yes, it is very much. And, you know, I've heard you talk about it in other shows. It's so important because it, healing requires action, committing to creative, <laughs> positive action. We can sit back and say, I wish, I wish, I wish, I hope, I hope. And this, hope is an energy source. I don't, but all of it is in action. And some yeah. people worry themselves and go, well, it may not be the right action. Well, you do as much listening and supportive relationships and conditional, just, and then you take a step. You take that step and uh, either put down the phone and get quiet. You ask for help before you go to sleep at night or you talk, you go in, in to a friend or a therapist or a minister or someone, but you get into positive action. So I want to change this, and you're never going to change if you keep going back to the same way. So we need to refill it with something else, and that's what this whole healing process is. It is a gift. So we don't do it just once. We're going to get to use this gift over and over and over again, and we get better at it. So healing is a commitment to creative, positive action. I love that. You know, once again, I remember there was this way back about, I'm going to say it must be 30 years ago. I was, um, first I was a bachelor degree nurse and it was my first job. Um, and I got promoted to, I think, nursing coordinator or some, just some, I was ahead of the nurses that we had at this lovely place called Harbinger. Um, it's a community mental health agency where we cared for adult mentally ill people in the community and, and really in a very holistic way, um, tried to help them be independent with their um, disease. And also, you know, we were involved in medication management and, and, and vocational aspects. And it was just, it was truly amazing being there. And But I remember, just like any sort of state-funded organization, we had challenges and budgets and things. And um, there was one particular nurse that I was working with who just was always like, you know, complaining that nothing was good enough. We didn't have enough money to do this, that, or the other thing. And I was like, listen, we can either be victims of this or we can be a creative cause. What, how can, what, what do we take? What do we do? You know, and, and that stuck with me forever. And I've said it many times and I look myself too. It's like, look, I can either feel like this was done to me or, or I can be a creative cause. I can learn from it. And I think that's so important that we look at those things. And as you're saying, this, this, this last element of healing, committing to positive action. Um, hope is an energy source. As you said, I wish, I wish, I wish, but that action, perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And as we do that, what happens is we build not only the physical but the spiritual muscle of continue to move forward. And then mm-hmm. what happens is when we are in pain and suffering, what happens can happen if we're not in that positive forward action motion is we can think that oh, our whole life is this. Our whole life is this well of pain. There was a time in my life growing up between the being Mexican and Native American, so the racism and the, and then mm-hmm. the my father, the sexual, all these different things. I mean, just a lot. So I, I only say sure. all this because it's, I have some credibility in talking about this, is that I at one time thought 
you know, my I have this well of joy and a well of pain, and the well of pain is huge yeah. to where it overshadowed, uh, like there was hardly any well of joy. But as I began pulling that apart, listening to myself, bringing in supportive people into my life, seeing that unconditional love was I was worthy of for myself and, and to give to others, that I began to see that was an illusion. That well of pain didn't describe all of who I am, not nearly. It was so small that my well of joy is huge and continues to flow over. That has me in a, operate in this world in a place of incredible knowing that I'm sufficient, there's abundance, I can give, uh, all these things separate. Now I can look at, like, why am I looking at this as separate? Where is the connection? That's, that is just a joyful life. And that's what we're, we're meant to be. That is really our natural state, is, is healing and wholeness. And, and we have everything we need to get there. Well, I love it, Dr. Sanchez. I'm so happy that you're out there um, being able to help people in this process. I think it's so absolutely important that you are coaching and speaking and consulting in, in this way because I think we need it pretty darn bad. We do, and I want to acknowledge to all the elders because it was from the elders from the different traditions around the world who continue to bring forward to us um, embracing the, the what we call the Western medicine and, and that, but however, to understand the fullness of our lives is to be good medicine. We can be good medicine to ourselves and to other people, mm. and it means working at all the levels, the spiritual, the physical, emotional, psychological, all of those. And yeah, we sorely need it. <laughs> we do. And I love it because, you know, people are using food as medicine, food as medicine so much, but we can be medicine. We can be good medicine. Yeah. All right, folks, there you have it, Dr. Anita Sanchez. Thank you so much. Listening, supportive relationships, unconditional love, and a commitment to positive action are four elements for guaranteed healing. takes a little bit of work, and it certainly takes being connected to yourself, but that's what we're trying to do here on Mindful Medicine. Remember that. Just wake up. Use your mind. Um, go inward uh, and certainly love that tip at night just to ask for help. Maybe it'll just be there just quietly when you're going to sleep, those things that you have to struggle with. All right, so Dr. Sanchez, we can find you on Facebook, obviously, facebook.com forward slash Anita Sanchez, PhD, and on Twitter at Dr. Dr. Anita Sanchez. And then just a reminder, listeners, that book is going to drop in September, The Four Sacred Gifts, and you can read more about that at www.foursacredgifts.com. Thank you so much for spending some time with us here on Mindful Medicine, and until next time. All right, wow. 